Hello, live back in North Yorkshire. It is your friend and mine. It's Dan Rhodes. Woo! I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt- you missed me, didn't you? You plebs. Well, when you say stuff like that, no. <laughs> and this is episode eighty-one. I'm Matt Hoss, and this is Miss Podcast. We're back, Dan. We are back. High five. Also, for the first ever time, we're drinking during this. Whoa! Tink the beer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The saddest sound I've ever heard. Try again. Uh, we sound like an old... Why is it not thinking? <laughs> right, because we got... Right, let's just talk this through for the listeners. Because, right, uh, there's a lot of excitement because we haven't seen each other for a while. But well, what I've done, because we've got some beers for the house, because uh, uh, we I wrapped them up in tissue. Because my brother told me when he was at university, if you wrap it up in tissue, when you've got room temperature beer, uh, and put water over it and put it in the freezer, it'll cool down faster. And well, that's kind of worked, actually. We didn't have these in the fridge for a long. But when we tried to clink, it was tissue on tissue. So that, I think yeah. that's... Let's try it again. You've got to rip off apart. you got to... I've ripped off enough. Oh, I don't think it's going to be a good. All right, well... Right. Am I ripping it all off? Oh, yeah, if you want. You don't you, have to. You just did, like, yeah, some kind of heathen. See, this is why... I, I feel like I haven't missed you that much. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, you good? All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it reminds me of my teenage years. <laughs> Sorry, what tissue? <laughs> oh no. Alright, here we go. The clink of a century. I said clink. Three, two. Welcome one. back! Yay! Welcome to Myths! Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest, or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Miss. Welcome to Miss. Alright, Dan, so how's it been for the last five weeks? We haven't barely talked to you. You've, um... You've left us an array of different voice messages. Uh, um, have I enjoyed not having to do... Well, I don't do any work anyway. <laughs> uh, have I enjoyed doing even less work? Yes, I have. I've really enjoyed it. So let's talk it's about been how much... great. Because obviously, if you're just tuning in, we, uh, for the last five weeks, I've got guest hosts, which I've booked and talked to and researched, and I've edited the podcast. Because me and Matt were too far away in distance. Yeah, so uh, I thought we would, for the end of the period, we would just do it with guests. So Dan, for the last five weeks, what have you contributed? I've contributed a f- few of them, but not all of them, I listen to and gave feedback <laughs> on. <laughs> That's a bad minimum, I'd say. Uh, I listen to and gave feedback on. Okay. I left funny voicemails. Mm-hmm. I'll scratch that. I left voicemails. <laughs> okay, how many of them were they unprompted? Like, you thought, oh, Matt's got a new episode out this week. I'll oh, One. <laughs> and it was the one that you then said that guy wasn't doing it, so I had to read it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a good, good. That was a really good one as well. That was the only funny one, but uh, no, it's good. Do you remember that one voicemail I left? I wanted to hear it was few four, but you know what? I I did it, and then I had to message you and say, "Do you want me to do it again?" Because I was a bit rude. Uh, yeah, you uh, you mocked their name, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was like, very much they've been doing us a favour." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never met this person before. Yeah, and that was that would have been yeah stupid name now. Stupid, stupid name. Stupid name. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot's happened in the last uh, five weeks. I've just got home from Edinburgh Fringe and. Um, Dan, what do you think that Edinburgh Fringe has done for me? Like, um, it, both emotionally, uh, career-wise, what do you, how do you think it's took its toll? I would say, I'm going to rank this on four categories. <laughs> yeah, I, the four categories. Four yeah. categories. Life skills, I'd say you're probably got Minus, more life skills. Minus five, I'd say, comedy-wise. Minus five, comedy-wise, but also plus five, tenacity. Yeah. You've learned how, that you can do, you can do several gigs a day. 
yeah. for a long time. Yeah. You, you've got that. You've got that drive enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, morals. I'm sure you did some just <laughs> some awful some things. awful things. I ate, I ate a lot of pies. Yep. I know that's what you're not referencing. But no, I, yeah. I'm sure you did some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you yeah. said something inappropriate to a woman. <laughs> um, I didn't fall in love with Creativity. I'm sure your gigs got better. <laughs> well, it's kind of dripping with charm here, Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got better. Well, uh, I think I think I did pretty well. WTF? I bet there's a lot of WTF. I think morals and WTF have crossed over quite. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's not go into them. But Dan, it's not about what you have to say. It's about what the critics have to yeah, say. Yeah, let's read some reviews from Matt's Edinburgh Fringe. That's what we all want to hear. So what we're going to do? We're going to play what's a publication. So I'll be reading out a couple of uh, a couple of quotes, and Dan and uh, you, dear listener, you get to guess uh, which publication it's from. I'll give you three options. Uh, it's a multi-choice one, and you can guess it from the following. Are you all, you, I'm up for it. Okay, so I did this. Uh, I, I'm, I thought I'd do this for the podcast as well. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, um, <laughs> So, uh, I think this kind of sums up my, my fringe, if you know what I mean. So, here we go. Should <coughs> uh, we do like a gentle kind of thing? Like, I've called it the review game. Guess that publication. Guess the publication. Matt's review game. Yeah, nice. I, I miss you, Dan. It's been good. So, it's so, nice to be back and uh, not having to chug away at someone who doesn't really know the format. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, <laughs> like, I said this, like... Uh, just Worst guest host? <laughs> I'm not going to answer okay. that. Best guest? Uh, ooh, they're all very good, no offence. Mm. And honestly, that out just uh, to get to say thank you to you. Thanks uh, for everyone. So thank you to Archie Maddox, uh, Nikki Wilkinson, Josh Pugh, Morgan Reese, and Carl Bunley for stepping in as well. And thank you to them. You smashed it, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. But that being said, I I don't have to explain the podcast anymore. I can just like the, people know the vibe. Uh, people know what this is as well. But trying to explain people know, we know we know the dynamic. When, when you bring in non-misters, uh, you know. Um, People who aren't part of the tribe. It's quite hard to explain. Like people are very harsh on the scoring system. I would say, especially morals. It's like they do take a dropping when you're not there. But um, what else took a dropping? My ego in the review game. Back to the publication game. Here we go. Question number one. Yeah. So guess the publication. So the first quote is: He is comical, lovable, and fun to be in a room with. Now is that a the Times, b the Guardian, or c Get the Chance Wales, a blog run by a small Welsh woman. Sorry. <laughs> a small blog run by a Welsh woman. Uh, and a little... Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, John. Okay. Well, so that's... Is it the Times, the Guardian, or a small Welsh blog? <laughs> Probably a small Welsh blog. Yes, you're correct. She was meant to come on the 4th of... Uh, the, she was meant to come on the 4th of August, which was a really good gig. But she missed it because she... Uh, the previous show ran over by 45 minutes, which... Is probably a lie. So she came the next day in the fifth, which was a shy gig. Uh, okay, good and, uh, So uh, the next, uh, you have to guess. Uh, she said nice things there. Yeah, she did. Uh, um, so but you have to guess what stars I got from them as well. So um, yeah, to get, guess how much stars that was. Out of five. It's out of five. A three. Two stars. Two okay. Two stars. Okay. Two stars. That's okay. So we've got plenty of us to work through. Yeah. So number two uh, is. Uh, so I'm trying to get poll quotes here, and what poll quotes are is like trying to make you sound so good that like people have r- r- written evidence that you've done good. So the next poll quote is check out this: a newish comic, not all from a good poll quotes. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, new- what are the options? A newish comic. Uh, uh, so A. Chortle. Okay, Chortle. Yeah. B. Broadway Baby. Or C. The Telegraph. That's probably ch- Chortle. 
Yeah, two out of two, a newish comic. Because they didn't, they really didn't want to give me a pulp book, so they put newish because they featured me. So, uh, mm. uh, and uh, guess the stars on that? Three stars. They didn't actually see me redo it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was a feature. So, uh, number three, so here's another pulp book. Self-deprecation humour will always be welcome in Scotland, but when it's so relentlessly pursued without tone and pitch, it becomes hard to watch. It simply became distressing. Not all of them are good quotes, but like... <laughs> that's a good quote, in from a hilarious point of view. Uh, so is that A, time out, B, we review, or C, evening standard? That's we review. That's we review? What's, what, what's the rating? They gave you probably two stars. It's a two stars! Yeah. Not a one star, though. That's a one star quote. But a two star, that's not bad. In that case, you won. They said some nice things, but they. Oh, I think they came to the worst gig of the fringe, I think. And okay. like, I, at that point, was just... I don't know for people. That's uh, a harsh review, but fair play. Uh, number three, overly sentimental and sickeningly sweet. Now is that A, Broadway World, B, Three Weeks, or C, The British Comedy Guide? Guide. The British Comedy Guide. Whatever the first one was. Broadway World. Yeah. So the quote is overly sentimental and sickeningly sweet. Yeah. You went for Broadway World, that's incorrect. It's British Comedy Guide. No. Nope. Fuck. It was actually my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Got a bit of a trick that one. Two stars. Two stars. Yeah. Uh, number number five um, is. Oh, I'll do it. We've got a couple more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, well, I'll throw this one out here. This is a this is a jokey one, but they do say another one. Uh, I'll be honest. There isn't a huge amount to say about Matt Hoss. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let me just. Did I write that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, can I just read out the, one, the line they put before? And this is what they opened up with. It said, I think this is honestly one of the nicest things that anyone's quoted. It said, Oh my, oh my, oh my. Matt Hoss, what a unique individual. They got the show! They understood it perfectly! That's a good... They like, got that. Uh, but, um, but then after that they go, I'll be honest, there isn't a huge amount to say about Matt Hoss. It's like, those don't correlate, do they? No, they are very like, opposing. What, what a unique individual, but nothing to say. <laughs> But you said after that, it goes largely positive. So, okay. like, so was that binge fringe, B, minge fringe, or C, the ting ting's fringe fringe? <laughs> that is binge fringe. It's binge fringe, and how many stars? Three stars. Yes, sir. Good yeah. job. Okay, we've got, we got two more. Uh, award-winning, confessional, yet, conf- uh, confessional yet sentimental uh, uh, comedian uh, with a journey about self-acceptance. Was that A, the Daily Mail, B, the Skinny, or C... Uh, three weeks. Skinny. Incorrect. It was my own press release, <laughs> which I gave it two stars. <laughs> and the final one is uh, this. Is just this is this is, this is um, so. Is it and the final one is a fat vegan? <laughs> so, so someone wrote this about me. No, they didn't. A fat vegan. <laughs> what else did it say? Do you know what else it said? Like, just uh, it, it said, oh, Matt Hoss, uh, he describes himself as a fat vegan. But, they, they, but then again, they really lent in hard on it. It's like, yeah, wow, he's fat vegan. Wow, what a fat vegan. And I don't even do that routine anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, and uh, so was that... Well, you lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So you I'm used gonna, to be like, like, ha, ha, I'm chubby and a vegan. Well, that's it. But like, that's not you anymore. And let me t- uh, get into after this. Okay. Was it okay. that, that A, Vegan Life Magazine, B, People Don't Like Me on Twitter, or C, my mum. <laughs> Definitely your mum. 
And incorrect all of the above. Because <laughs> yeah. Vegan Life magazine did that. They said it about me. And also Viva magazine, which I've got a copy of. And uh, they're advertising a comedy night with uh, uh, some vegans in October at the Birmingham Glee Club. Come along if you're interested. And it's, re- it's a really awesome lineup. But uh, the, the bit they, they don't ask me for any copy, because usually they do. But for mine, it's like, yeah, fat vegan, Matt Walters. <laughs> didn't ask you to write that and they go oh where do you think he's pleasantly chubby it's like you haven't talked to me for the last I've always thought that was weird when people are like oh I don't get how he's vegan like I know a friend who's vegans not small and they um, always say uh, oh yeah I don't really get how he's a vegan and he's bigger but then I mean I'm literally watching it right now people who are vegan can still smash skittles in a beer oh yeah 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 I'm I'm, I'm kind of holiday moments I'm eating beer hummus skittles I'm very yeah much you can still eat a lot of unhealthy oh, stuff especially in Edinburgh like, um like, I'm going for, like, especially when it's convenience at that point, you're just eating, like, pie. I go to a place called Pie Maker, which is the best pies in the world, and it's so good and very convenient, and, uh, yeah, so you're just kind of, you're not eating healthily all the time as well, so, yeah, and, uh, but what annoys me about that is when people go, like, oh, well, vegan, so what can you eat? You can't eat anything. You, you, you die of starvation, but then, like, they, they say it's unhealthy, but also, um, you know, you, you're, under, you, you're malnourished at the same time. But it's like, well, those two can't, don't necessarily correlate, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, I don't know, it just annoys me, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, as a fat vegan, to prove other people wrong as well, so uh, I sacrifice my own love life and my own health. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dan, um, so we, we were kind of out for a bit. Did you enjoy your break? You had I really enjoyed my break, yeah. I'm happy to be back, though. It's good. Yeah, so... Because um, I was really not enjoying the last few episodes, but this is great. <laughs> did you not enjoy because I was the focus of it? Or? No, I mean, like, the last ones we did. Oh, uh, well... I really, I really need a break away from, you know, this really difficult job. Yeah. That it's good sometimes to take a step back and then realise what I was missing. I'd say, did you miss the podcast? I did, yeah, a little yeah, bit, so. actually. So, um, to give you a treat, we're going to go back to the Aeneid now. Woo! Yeah, so, let's go to a jingle and let's talk about, let's talk admin. So the what the time, hell happened in the last Aeneid? Where did we last, what happened? Give I, us the run through, go on. No, well, hold, hold, hold the phone for a sec. So, obviously for the last five episodes we had the break and the, the comedy plays, which were good, but, um... We haven't really talked about the Aeneid. Literally, we haven't seen each other for a while, uh, no. and we haven't we haven't done any research for this. So no, we're we're just basically carrying on from where we left off. So assuming that we both remember where we left off five so weeks I, ago. I know the story, but I'm really interested because I know I can you, remember some of the stuff. Okay, can, tell me what you remember, and then let's see what happens. I remember that the Aeneid was the Roman version. Or the Greek version no, yeah, of the Odyssey. Yeah, Roman version. Roman version of the Odyssey. Yeah. So what happened in the story? It so follows what? Aeneas. Yep. Who is it? Goes on a journey. Are you still on for time? <laughs> you he go, like he goes time? on a journey and various things what, have happened to him. What, why, where did he leave? He okay. left... Which place got destroyed? Athens. Carthage. Troy. Troy. He left Troy. Of course he did. Yeah. He was a Trojan, wasn't he? Yeah, we saw it from the Trojan perspective. Yeah, so he left Troy. Yeah, because he saw his dead wife. That was weird. Yeah, 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 Crusoe. Yeah. Um, he left Troy. Uh, he left Troy. Crusoe's an important part. He's rescuing people. He left his... He's uh, on his way to the promised land. Yeah, so he's trying to find... Uh, he's, he's on a, he has to find Rome. but or, Rome, like, get, He has to get his uh, descendants to find Rome. Uh, mm. And so he's an important part of that lineage. Uh but within that, though, uh, he left Troy with his uh, son, Ascanius, yep. and his dad called Anchises, and they do like a whole uh, adventure bit where they go do like the Odyssey, but then... The there end, are monsters and yeah. 
people. Then Ankaisi dies. He does. And uh, so, after, and then they go to Carthage. They do. I knew Carthage was in it. And who do they meet at Carthage? A princess. Co- queen. A queen. Called? Num- she has a white flag. That's it. Sorry, sorry. She's French. <laughs> nice. Uh, I won't wave my white flag at no, Northland. No white, no white No, Namibians. Namubius. It begins with N. No, it doesn't. It begins with C. No. A B C D. There we go. Dionysi. No, that's a god. I don't know. Dido. 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 Yeah, Dido. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. No, I don't sound Dido was the queen. Basically, the um, 90s. Oh. Uh, Aeneas went to the... He accidentally got married to this woman because... Uh, Didn't Cupid make him fall, make yes. him fall in love with him? I yeah, remember yeah. that bit. This is, it feels like GCC revision class. It does, yeah. So, uh, they accidentally fall in love, but he has to leave because the gods force him to leave. Of course, they get married secretly in a cave. Bit Twelfth Night style. And then they... Um, I don't know play of Twelfth Night. Yeah. And then they... Um, <laughs> And then they go, and then um, the la- I remember the last episode was a few. They landed up on an island, and then whilst they were there, they were like, "Hey, join us for some funeral games." Absolutely, and the funeral games are in for whom? Who, who did they? For who just died? Well, who died back a couple of years? Those ago. Aeneas' dad. Yeah, and Casey. Oh, yeah. They do it at that place. Similarly, and if you remember, some of those ships got burnt by um, um, Juno. Made some of the children's government. There's not many people. There's not there's only like one ship left, right? There's, yeah, there's not many left. Men left. And they, the, the the weak Trojans are stayed behind. All the strong Trojans, the Roman, the people become the Romans. They went on their way. So okay, the strong, perfect. the strongest people went that. But before, I also remember that during the funeral games, a guy punched a bull. <laughs> He knocked a bullet. <laughs> yeah, you're true. It's nice that you remember not the important details like dying. A guy a punched a cow to death. <laughs> but that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, he one punched killed a cow. Yeah. That's imp- unbelievably impressive. Have you ever seen One Punch Man? Um, no, I haven't, but oh, I think we. It's so good. I think you mentioned this yeah. during that episode. But that fit, like, so, um, before he goes through. So, we're nearly at the end of the first half of the Aeneid. Uh, and after. This is at the end of the fantasy bit. So, they're going to go. Before they go, they have to go and see uh, Ancasis, his dad, for the final time. But he's dead, Matt. Yeah. That means they have to go to the underworld. And they're going to go to the underworld. Yes! Uh, for the final time, we're going to the underworld. Woo! Yeah, going downtown. Name some of the other people we've been to the underworld with. Theseus and Theseus 2.0. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, we Hercules. Hercules went. He had a good um, time. Uh, what was it called? Orpheus. Orpheus and Aristides had a good time. Uh, who else? Um, Perseus. Did Perseus he... went. Uh, uh, Odysseus, he went down there. Odysseus went. And the daughter of somebody got taken by Hades. The oh, one that has Persephone. Persephone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, got, she went, well, just for half the time. She spends half the time with her mum and half yeah, the time custody. with Hades. Yeah, Sexy custody. So, um, yeah, so a lot going on there. But uh, let's, well, if you things recur to you, if you things you remember halfway through, we can kind of go up. Perfect. So they've just had a funeral for their, had his dead dad. And a guy one-punched a cow. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Uh, so, here we go, Dan. At the opening of Book 6, Aeneas docks on the coast of Cumae in search of the Sibyl of Cumae. Book, book, book 7. It's Book 6. That's, that's a 7. No, it's 5 plus 1. Oh! Six. Carry on! <laughs> so what Dan saw is VI, which is Roman... For, for 6. And he, he, he kind of... He's such a loser. I thought earlier you said that the last one we did was Book 6. No, Book 5. Okay, I should have actually looked at the screen. <laughs> Carry on! I might give Carl Donnelly a call to <laughs> wants to do that. So, um, the Sybil of Humanity is called Diaphobe. Diaphobe. Upon locating the Sybil in her grotto, Aeneas is ordered to sacrifice seven steers. Casual. Yeah, just like, you know, 
When's the last time you sacrificed a steer then? Oh, wow, a good couple of weeks now. Oh, wow. Six or seven, it was when we did it. I did it on the way here. No, that was, a, that was the one you run over with your car. <laughs> oh, sorry. By steering in a human being. <laughs> yeah. There was a genuine sincerity there. I was like, wow, oh my God. Um, so, so he does so, and he promises Diophobi that if the fates allow him to build a city in Italy, he will raise a temple to Apollo and Diana. Finally, the Sibyl, possessed by Apollo, makes a prophecy. She tells Aeneas that he will reach the kingdom he seeks. But the Trojans will suffer for a horrible war over a, a, quote, foreign bride. And he will have to confront a new Achilles. Dan, you have a question? Yeah, I got my hand up. Thank you, Matt. Um, is a Sybil like an oracle? Kind of, yeah. She's kind of like a little creature who is the protector of, like, the gateway to the world. Uh, so the Sybil the she kind of is, like, kind of like a... Yeah, like, kind of a witch of the forest, I'd say. And uh, have you got any other questions? No, that's fine. I don't want to do also, it's kind of weird that it, in this text it quotes foreign bride because that's gonna it's foretelling what's gonna happen in the next six months. Yeah, foreign foreign bride. Does this sound a bit slightly? Which is funny because the Trojan War was started because of a foreign bride. Good point, Daniel. God, I'm good. You what? That you know? Another. It's like that bit in um, Waltz and Robert. Uh Now that's a very niche call. <laughs> that was a really niche reference. <laughs> wow. Because uh, that's in the trout. <laughs> At what point do we just start? This is like just self-flagellation. Yeah, that's, that's actually... We've already lost enough viewers over the last few weeks. <laughs> Listeners. Uh, but, uh, uh, so, um, there's a lot of foretelling. So, Dan, take it away. When the Sybil has finished speaking... Fucking, she went on for some time. When the Sybil has finished speaking, Aeneas asks her whether he may be permitted to go before the shade of his father, Anchises. Diophobi tells him how to do so. He must pluck a golden branch from a tree, give burial to a friend of his who is defiling the fleet with death, and sacrifice black cattle as a peace offering. There's a lot going on. So there's three things he has to do. So he has to... um, Take a golden branch from a tree, bury a friend who's defiling a fleet with death, and sacrifice a black cattle. At first, Aeneas is uncertain which Trojan she is referring to, but upon returning to the camp, he discovers the body... Of Mycenaeus. Yeah. Dashed on the rocks after challenging the gods. Do you remember this? Aeneas... Hang on. Aeneas buries Mycenaeus and goes out in search of the golden bro. He finds it with the help of Venus and sacrifices the steers. So is he a guy that died in the storm? So I think at the end of the last episode, they're on the ship and I think he gets killed by the gods or something like that. Wasn't there a guy who was like mutinying or something? No, I don't think it was that. I think... It might be in you know in the other scene there's Palinurus who kind of like he fell off the top of the roof and yeah, 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 yeah. him. Of course. It's mirroring that, but I think okay. the gods he was at the back he was just, uh, steering in the back. I might be wrong here, but I think he was steering the ship and he was killed he went fell to sleep and fell in the water and his body had just been Oh of up. course there was a guy that fell asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. there was a guy that fell asleep. Because it was as stupid as the guy in the Odyssey who just rolls off a uh, off a roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you bury me? He's like, yeah, fine. And uh, you forget that during these ancient times, we're used to everyone dying by gods and war. Some people just fall off roofs and fall asleep in the sea. Like that's how I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather fall off a roof or die in the sea? Maybe dash on the roof. At least if you're asleep when you fall in the, in the rocks, you'll probably don't really notice. Yeah, but imagine how hammered you'd be. You have a really good uh, um, night night off. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, yeah. And then, but also, yeah. I don't think I've convinced you there, but... No. Diophobi, seeing it, so he's done these tasks, 
Diophobi, seeing that Aeneas has completed all of his tasks, sends his companions away. Only Aeneas himself may accompany her on the journey to the underworld to see his dad. As they approach the horrible monsters guarding the entrance, Aeneas is struck with fear, and he is only calmed when the Sibyl tells him that the creatures are nothing more than phantoms that can bring him no harm. The word phantom doesn't strike me as something yeah. that can bring you no harm. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, uh, but I think what's referenced... You know, like in Hercules, they have all the souls and stuff like that, so they're yeah. all kind of there. They can't, they can't do anything. Yeah, they're just dead people. Just, like my just casual, yeah. The pair approaches the River Styx, where Chiron, the boatman, ferries souls to the afterlife. Aeneas notices that some wretched souls are turned away, and the symbol explains that only souls whose bodies have been buried may cross. One of those wandering souls is Palinirus, who begs Aeneas to help him across. Diophobe promises Palinirus that she will send a plague to the residents of the area where his body lies unburied, so that it will give him a proper tomb. Okay, so that's very uh, intense. It was like, can you help me? Can you bury me, please? Like, oh, I can't. But what I can do is send locusts to the village. Right? They so they anymore. will go, oh my god, this is because we... <laughs> so we can't part the bins. Oh yeah. no. Um, okay. Finally, after some difficult, difficulty convincing Karen to allow living souls to pass, Diophobe and Nias cross the river. They pass by Cerberus, the three-headed dog that guards the riverbank. And they pass the souls of the deceased infants and those who were wrongfully executed. They then arrive in the fields of mourning, where those who have died from the pains of love wander in misery. So in this this whole section, we're kind of seeing the good and the walls. Like, yeah. their Virgil's painting us the same, from the good, the medium, to the evil as well. So... But we've been here a few times, Matt. We know what it looks like. Oh, well, uh, if you if you want to see more, why don't you check out the Tour of Tartarus, episode 16? <laughs> it is there that Aeneas is Dido, and he weeps to learn what will become of her. That's her, her his wife. Well, uh, so, so last time he saw her, he said goodbye to her. Yeah, and she it was, was in, uh, it was in Troy. No, in Carthage. It was in Carthage. No, not his wife. Uh, Di- well, Dido is kind of his... His new wife. Now ex-wife. Uh, okay. But to Dido... The one that he got married with secretly in a cave. Yeah, but he, he had a big breakup with her when he left. And he didn't know she's died. So he found out... Oh, of way. course he didn't. So he's just found out that his wife's dead. Well, his... His second of, wife's his, dead. His, his, this girl's dead. Yeah. <laughs> his power, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember Dido's past relationships? Do you know why she was in Carthage? No. She uh, had to escape Tyre. Uh, and she, um, she... There's a guy called Pygmalion, not... Our, uh, not episode 8 Pygmalion uh, and uh, he forced uh, uh, basically he killed Dido's then the king called Sicaeus and who is Dido with? but anyway she's dead now yeah and he just found out that's a harsh way to find out yeah because imagine going down oh oh no like that, that's, that, the lady didn't really care enough about to tell yeah. her I was on my way to who that. was call back who was another Greek hero who found out their love was there's another guy I Odysseus, swear Odysseus mum that's it. Odysseus finds out his mum's dead because he same same way, right? Yeah. yeah. Is this mirroring that? Well, absolutely. Okay. That, I think because he's in the underworld, he's like, wait, that that, that ghost looks like my mum. <laughs> oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. But okay, I think it's more shocking for Aeneas right now because he's he didn't leave that long ago. Yeah, he left about I'm gonna say a week ago. A week ago, yeah. So and she's pretty, already dead. Yeah. Dido's shade refuses to hear his entries. And she flees into the woods in a rage to unite the... Oh, God. My first big Greek words arrived, guys. After five weeks, I forgot how to pronounce, how to pronounce stuff. Sycaeus? Sycaeus. That's exactly what I just said. No, you said Sycaeus. Sycaeus, man. Anyway, Dido runs into the woods uh, in a rage to reunite Sycaeus with her dead husband. So, so what's 
So here, it's, um, so what's happened here is very much that Dido doesn't want anything to do with him. He's totally, she, she's literally ghosting him, so. Yeah. Come on, that was a good joke. Go, go, she's a ghost. Ghosting him. She's a shade. Oh, come on, I can't say shade. She's giving him shade right, then. do it again, Olaf. Okay. I guess he's, I guess she's literally ghosting him. <laughs> Search a dick. <laughs> ghosting! Oh, ghosting! Uh, oh, that's really tickled me. I genuinely hope that the listener did that oh. authentically on the real first one way around. Oh, that's really tickled me. You're such a prick. Oh. You know, I'm not gonna laugh at any of your jokes now. Every time I tell you some quality content, you don't you never laugh. You'll laugh at some of my jokes. Okay. Uh, so, so basically, she's ignoring him. <laughs> And uh, Dido, yeah, so she's there with her true love, not with uh, Aeneas. So uh, Aeneas is feeling pretty bummed out, you know. Take it away. Next, Aeneas passes through the land where the souls of war heroes reside. He is momentarily distracted when he sees Prime's son, Deophobus. Is that the reason why he passed that along? Did anyone say that? Deophobus. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. That's quite a funny word. So, uh, di- Deophobia and Deophobus. Yeah, there's quite someone there. He must have been rolling out names at this point. Uh, so, Deophobus, who married Helen following Paris' death, but was betrayed by her and put to death. I didn't know about that. So Helen I didn't remarried- know about that. Helen remarried to Deophobus, but under suspicious circumstances, he was killed. Well, I didn't know she was married after Paris. So, um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's interesting. At Diaphobes, not Diaphobus, uh, Diaphobes urging, they move on, and they encounter a fortress guarded by the terrible Tisphony, uh, uh, who wearing a bloody mantle. Ooh, yeah. Have you got a bloody mantle done? Always. Is, now, is it a bloody mantle? I think, a blood, or a bloody mantle? Bloody mantles? And he's like... Oh, yeah. bloody mantle. To spin it. Oh, I'm going to wear this bloody mantle. Oh, bloody mantle. What? Oh, so what heavy, it? this bloody mantle. What's a mantle? It's like yeah. a chess piece. Yeah, what is a mantle? It's like an arm. It's like a chess piece or an armour, is it? Maybe you should wear a mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to a shelf. <laughs> Here's a weird thing. Very tangentially related. My grandma once said to me, it's like, uh, well, to me and my brother, it's like, oh, you should see anyone when we're teenagers. He's like, no, I'm not seeing anyone. You know? oh, and he goes, well, you should find a girl to practice on. She said this. It's like a girl to practice on. So what do you mean by that, Grandma? He goes, well, you know, when you're poking the fire, you're not staring at the mantelpiece. I was like, holy shit. So basically, have sex with any girl. Doesn't matter if she's uh, good looking or not. Because just practice, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, Grandma, thanks. Wow, Grandma. I don't see you anymore. Is that the Grandma I see met? Yes. Wow. So what I'm saying, Dan, is I kind of look at the mantelpiece. (laughs) Uh, so it's, I'm not sure if that's staying through. This is quite horrible, isn't it? It's really horrible. My dad said that once as well. Well, she, he would do because he was raised by that woman. Yeah. What's my dad used to say? Uh, another really annoying phrase. Like, but like um, he goes, "Oh, uh, if if my if your granddad had tits, you'd be my grandma." It's like that doesn't work. That's not how gender works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, what a, we've uh, hit the hit the wall of the episode. Let's get back <laughs> up there. A diaphobe surging on. They, uh, bloody mantle. Horrified, Aeneas asks what the sins were of those who live inside of Tartarus, 
and Diaphobi replies that the souls being tortured within have committed the gravest of sins, such as adultery, dishonoring the gods, and incest. Whoa, it's really interesting. Come on, mate, nothing! Nothing for that! That's a second. Okay, not as good as ghosting, but pretty good, Dan. Do it again. <laughs> dishonoring the gods, adultery, and incest. What? It's really interesting. <laughs> Such a prick. Such a prick. It's in the jingle. It's in the jingle. Such a prick. Such, such oh, a prick. I really, oh, you really are today. <laughs> I, what's really annoying me is that I actually feel happy when you laugh. <laughs> uh, I take it as... Right. Okay, finally... Alright, so we've seen Tartarus. It's really we've seen hard. Tartarus. There's those people that have done some bad stuff. It's also nice to know that the um, Romans and Greeks feel that dishonouring the gods is equal to incest. Yeah, obviously dishonouring the gods is way worse. Uh, way worse. But also, yeah, but also, they haven't mentioned murder or anything like that, but uh, dishonouring the gods, having sex with random people and incest. All things which the gods do on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So, is it really that unholy? That's true, actually, yeah. Murder has to be up there, right? Depends, doesn't it? All context. Well, you know. <laughs> but also, sacrificing steers, okay. I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy, Dan. So, anyway, finally, Aeneas arrives in the groves of the blessedness, where he finds Anchises. He's obviously in a good egg. He's a, he was a he's good dad's egg. He's, he's dad's a good egg. And you might have seen this before, but he tries to throw his arms around his father, but only grabs air. He did that in Troy when his wife, his he bruiser, did, died. And yeah. He tried to kill him. He doesn't understand the concept yeah, of ghosts. He doesn't know what ghost is. He goes, hey, you're really ghosting me right now. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't count as the same joke twice. Okay. I'll, I've, all right, I've made two jokes. That's, pretty, that's good for a podcast episode. Do, yeah. And for my Edinburgh show. Um, two stars. And uh, so, uh, finally, Aeneas arrives in the groves of the blessedness and he throws arms around his dad. And Caesar describes that the many wonders of Elysium to Aeneas, and he then focuses on the great future in store for Aeneas and his descendants. He says, My tongue will now reveal the fame that has come to Darden's sons. So when Aeneas notices the souls hovering over a river, and Caesar explains that the river is called Lethe, and that drinking from it, souls are stripped of any mem- memory of their former lives then return to Earth to begin life in a new body. So, essentially... See? So the souls go to the underworld, they drink from this river, and then they forget, they get their memory wiped, and then their souls go into another living person, like a new baby yes, or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's that kind of reincarnation. I think that's yeah. supposed to be Roman propaganda to say okay. that which you were once Trojan, but now you're Roman. You know, you're yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, yeah. there's a huge queue of people. And like, you can, like, you'll live again, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's supposed to play into chaos and that war. Uh, but also, so there's a long line of people just waiting to, like, strip their memories and stuff like that. So this is an important bit for the Roman propaganda, because as you might remember, like, uh, Virgil was writing this under the time of Augustus, and he was a, um, Augustus was his patron as well, so he would pay him money to give... To, to allow him to write for a living, but also you have to put stuff about Augustus as yeah. well. So. <clears throat> so, and Caesar points out several souls who would have been significant to Virgil's audience. So, people in the future, it's kind of like... Um, it's the propaganda bit now. Yes, but it's also kind of like pointing out famous people. But like, hey, look at that. It's like, it's like seeing... It's kind of like uh, having a cam- it's cameo. It's like okay, a, yeah. uh, so, uh, 
so, uh, they first have a look at Romulus, the founder of Rome, and the star of episode 25, <laughs> um, Ascanius' descendants like Julius Caesar, uh, Augustus himself, tears springs from Anchises' eyes when he points out the handsome young Marcellus, Augustus' heir, who died at a young age, and it's at this sad moment that this young man doesn't know what tragic life he's going to have, and like, I don't know why anyone cares. Yeah, you know, but they, back then it was... Pretty raw in their minds, yeah. Yeah, but also, it kind of defies the point of what they're... You know what I mean? It's, how does book six end, Dan? And Caius leads Aeneas and Diophobia out of the underworld. There are two gates of sleep through which to exit, one made of horn and the other of ivory. Aeneas and the Sibyl choose the ivory gate for their return to Earth. Aeneas rejoins his companions... And the fleet sets out to sail once again. No context of what the difference would have been had they have gone no, through they the have not. I can't remember that bit, and I don't know why they mentioned it. But, so, quite a lot going on here. Um, well, actually... So, essentially, are... all of that, we've finished the book. It's just them going to the underworld and coming back out again. So, here's a good question. So, what was the point of him going to see his dad? Good question. Uh, was it just for propaganda reasons? I th- for the narrative reasons, yes, and also to mirror the Odyssey, but also they've, for, for, in terms of the narrative, I think they were meant to get some information from Anchises. I don't think they have. Well, I think it's the, is the it Dardans... Is that um, the information, the fact that in the underworld people can come back again? And famous Romans have done this. But Yeah, but also, like, that's not enough information, I'm pretty sure, because Anchises came to him in the dream, like, oh, let me tell you, come to the underworld. That's essentially the equivalent of going, like, yeah, your parent ringing up, and going, oh, can you come around for, like, you know, where we can have a talk, and then they talk about baked beans for a half an hour, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know what the point yeah, was. Like, yeah, I think he just wanted company. Yeah, also, I think he did. He had to he had to get his son to defy the laws of the universe, mm. to go into the underworld, defy all that supernatural being, and went, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about Darwin's son. So, like, what the, what's, have a, call me, you know what I mean? So, this is this is the most underwhelming underworld experience you've had? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. But also, so we saw uh, Fields of Morning, uh, Elysium, and Tartarus. Yeah. Which one was your favourite? Which one would you, why would you buy a house? I'd buy a house in Elysium. Because it's a good place. It's a good place. How much would it cost in Elysium? Probably a couple hundred thousand, I would imagine, yeah. for a three-bed. Mexican pesos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it would be in Mexican pesos. Anyway, time to rank this, uh, and let's go and have another jingle. <laughs> As for volume, if you wanted to take the lead on this, but I'll do it. Hey, welcome back. Such a dick today. Um, welcome back. It is the third and final part of the episode. And in this, Dan, what do we usually do? Uh, we usually, what we do every time, is rank this mother. We do four categories, life skills, morals, creativity, and WT. These are ranked out of 10 to give us a total score out of 40. And now, let's do life skills. Practical things we learn. Practical so, things we learn. We learn how to go to the other world, Matt. We learn uh, how to... Uh, we learn the difference uh, how to be good and, and evil. Like, for yeah. example... Is that our life school or moral? That's true. Good point, good point. Um, we learn how to do dishonor the gods, have adulterous sex, and have incest. We learn how to uh, laugh at a really funny joke. Yeah, we learn how to how you can't hug a ghost. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really good. We learned... Uh, we learned 
lineage and, and yeah and uh, we uh, learn how to get a loved one to go to the underworld you have to uh, bury them yes we also learn how to um we also learn how to walk through a, a gate yeah we learn how to walk through a that gate. is scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah, we really are. oh of course we learn how to um go to we learn how to do the whole he had to kill some steers, steers, pluck a branch. What was that thing? Yeah, sacrificing rituals, stuff like that. That was to get into the underworld, was it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we learned how to do all the rituals to get into the underworld. That is big. We learned how to deal with a breakup. We learned how to deal with a breakup. Slight moral on there, but yeah. yeah. We also learned... Uh, how to ghost someone? Fuck off. Seriously, fuck off. Right <laughs> off. Uh, not much else, though. Just a lot of sightseeing. A lot of sightseeing. This is in the next episode. We're going to get into more war territory and kind of like more. Oh, nice! Uh, so it's going to be more action, people focused. But this is it? more kind of like it's more like it's more of a big old callback to the Odyssey, I would say. So I don't think it's that good. I think it's okay. Ready to do a countdown? And then we'll say what we think. Okay, three, two, one, four. four. There we go. Nice. Morals. Can't touch them for you already. Uh, don't incest. Don't, don't incest. defile the gods. Yeah. Don't murder or adultery. Eight. Um, yeah. Also, we're saying that uh, if you want to live a good life, you have to be pious and also yeah. care about stuff. Um, also, uh, you've got to got to be you got to bury to to. There's a lot of burial rites here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Um, also, there's a there's a deeper moral here about once people are gone, they're gone. But also, because he couldn't hug his dad, his dad's gonna have his memory wiped, and his soul's gonna go like like. Let's have a. You've got to accept death, but also accept death because they live on in a different way. Yeah, exactly. They're still around, just not with you, and that's okay because other people deserve to have their happiness too. That's really sweet. It's actually a lovely moral. My moral is: uh, don't worry, bully mantle. Don't worry, bully mantle. Bully mantle. Don't be my grandma. Um, yeah, I think that's, again, not that much. I think it's quite a dull one in comparison to other things. Oh, I mean, Dido. That is, that's a major point there, morals. Is that yeah, if you put someone over and you never say sorry or apologise, don't That's expect. a big moral, yeah. Yeah, 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 think, yeah then they die, you'll feel bad because they'll still remember you. So make sure you... you Make up for the things in life when you have the chance to. Yeah, yeah say sorry so when you have the chance. Apologise when you've wronged someone. Because he's trying in that moment to, to kind of say, oh, I'm really sorry and stuff like that. But it's also she's not having any of it as well. Mm. So I think that's like, that's the biggest moral point I'd say in this. All right, because of that, I'm going to say three, two, two one, one, six. six. We're in seven sync. Creativity. I think it's pretty creative. Can't be true. Very similar to this, to the Odyssey. I think that but, like points this, there. we got a little bit more special stuff. We actually got to see the individual parts a little bit more. I think. Yeah, we see a whole canvas. Yeah, say. we understand exactly why people are there. We also see more of Helen's story as well. We see a lot more her propaganda. That's pretty clever, I guess, from a creative yeah. point of view. The narrative. We, we see a little bit more depth than in the world. We we yeah, we do see more depth. That's true. Not just how low we go in it. I think we see more. Um, I feel like I really like. Uh, it, I mean, it was building on core concepts of the underworld we already knew. That's what I mean. Um, but like, it was fl- it fleshing them out a bit more. Adds another layer, but I'm not sure how much is that worth. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's okay, but I still think the idea of going to the underworld and not that much has happened. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I expected more from the underworld. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe a three, two, one, five. five. Yeah, I was going four or five. I think five. 
It's fair. It's pretty average. I don't think it's below it's, average. We it's we get supernatural, but it's very it's basic supernatural. Yeah. yeah. WTF. A Dido again. Yeah, that's a bit WTF. And also, uh, yeah. The I did find, I think the biggest WTF for me is the fact that they went all the way to the underworld to see his dad. They got there, he just chad shit and then yeah. they left. <laughs> that's like the equivalent of winning. Like, like, well, there's a lot. It's dangerous to go to the underworld because you might get trapped there as we know from Orpheus and Eurydice. It's like, you, for sure. You've got to be careful. It's not just a ho- It's not a holiday. He sacrifices life for not that much. Uh, yeah, I I think also WTF that he's bringing real life people into the like literally, and they're saying that these people are good people. That yep. these are fundamentally the best people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so I think that's kind of a weird one. Uh, and also, I think we have the bloody mantle as well. Also, the fact I think with Dido to go back to Dido. Well, also, there's monsters like Cerberus yeah. and Karen and Sybil killing people, uh, killing stuff like Golden Boat, uh, killing the steers. But I think the more fucked up thing is that I suppose this is more creativity, but the fact that Aeneas isn't perfect, Aeneas is he's made a mistake, he's fucked up, and he this isn't not really WTF, but just a weird thing we haven't really seen before. Um, and yeah, the fact that he's messed up, and so people, you know, he has that kind of human contact, you know what I mean. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe something like that. So, uh, but not crazy. Maybe four or five? What do you think? I think four. Yeah, four. So, that's 19. Let me do the maths. Four plus six is ten. Add oh five God. is fifteen. Add four is one, one nine. Nineteen. So, thank you for this. Dan, do you know what you haven't done for a while? What haven't I done for a while? You have not done the social media. I haven't. Will I still remember it? Well, yeah, let's find out. I, it's all the 81 you. episodes, I hope so. Well, I haven't done 81 episodes, actually. Have yeah, I? you've already done them all way. Here we go, Dan. Take it away. Right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the fact that I've been back. I certainly have also enjoyed the fact that I've been back. Social media is... <laughs> oh, by the way, one of Dan's jobs whilst I was away was to do social media and prayer plug it. Dan, how much of that did you do? So follow us on <laughs> you prick. follow us on Facebook and Twitter um, at Miss Podcast or email us misspodcast at gmail.com What kind of things you get in t- contact with us about? You can get in contact with us about uh, Miss you liked, Miss you didn't like. Um, where's so the bad. weirdest place you've mi- listened to Miss? Yeah, yeah. What's your favourite Miss? Um, what Miss would you like us to do in the future? Yes. Um, thoughts you have on Miss? We'd like to hear what people, um, people thought of them. And, uh, yeah, and who do you prefer? Dan or Matt? Are you a Matt fan or a Dan fan? Matt fan or a Dan fan? Mm. If you say anyone who was a special guest, we're cancelling the podcast. Yeah, we will, actually. We're that fragile at the moment. Uh, but also, uh, how many, where can people review us? Uh, people can review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. And also uh, any podcast provider. And on top of that, if you want to give us money, you can find us on the Patreon page down below. You can get uh, secret little gifts. Uh, like uh, uh, we, have we do a lot, of bo- a lot of bonus material. I wouldn't say a lot. We do bonus material. <laughs> we do bonus material when we remember to do yeah. it. But yeah, we would like more money than that. So if you can give us like a, a dollar a month or something like that, or even like a... It does actually cost us to do this. Yeah, we, you know, we, we, we kind of, uh, it costs a lot of money. So if you do like the podcast, you enjoy it. First, uh, if you can donate, please do that. Either a one-off donation or a monthly one. Or beyond that, 
if you like it but you can't afford it, tell a friend. That's more. That's more worth. That is all we care about. People listening uh, and money. Tell get your rich friends to listen to us. Get your rich friends to listen to it. And beyond that, it's probably time to go. Dan, are you uh, good to be back? It's man? been really good to be back. Has it been good to be back, Matt? See you next week. <laughs> no, it's been lovely, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Should we, should we hug? Should, should we still... I mean, every time we say goodbye to the closet, we, they know we make out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the subtext is there, right? Because we always have to edit that because it's usually 24 minutes of just straight kissing. <laughs> not, I, I don't know, not straight kissing. It's not straight, yeah. yeah. It's definitely not straight. <laughs> it's, it's pretty intense. Um, so let's, let's, for that first time, let's not edit it out. Okay. Bye, guys! Bonus material, worst case scenario. Wait, what is this? Is this like. At the end of my show. Oh, wow, I don't know what Chili goes to, but I'll. I'll oh, no, do I. <laughs> this says, this is Matt's description of a song he's written. This is a song about learning to be yourself and how to change meaning. At one point, you think you are a homeless man murdering someone, but you can change the meaning and become something better. Right, let's see if that makes sense. Sam has got a promotion. Sarah's got a brand new phone. Su- I don't know why I'm doing it to the tune of Susie has a d- admiration, and I'm sat at home alone. Tony just had his wedding. James has three kids. Joan got a gold in sledding, whereas my life had hit the skids. I live my life in abject fear because you can only be happy on social media. Your life is only good on Facebook. You you are on funny on. You are on funny on Twitter. You only pretty on Instagram. You You are on funny on Twitter. You are only pretty on Instagram. In reality, life is shitter. Don't stress when life don't according to plan. Because baby, here comes your man. Etc. Yeah, sometimes it hurts. You come to the end of your wick. Like having your heart broken or my auntie saying you got a wee dick. Life ain't a straight path, weird things are in the way. Like getting your brother some weird gifts for Valentine's Day. So learn to be happy, don't be such a sap. Be proud of your brilliant self. Live your life to the cat flap. In the cat flap. I have no idea what that means. You gotta be true to yourself, you sit. Oh. You sing your very own chord, just want to say I lied earlier. I really want to win an award! Tell your friends how much you love this show, especially if you're a reviewer with five stars to bestow. Two stars. <laughs> but you have got to... Do you get any five-star reviews? Carry on. But you have got to take that risk. That is what true love should be. How else will you find that person who you'll knees with... You'll cover your knees with pee? Oh, you did the... Knee story. Don't say a name. Over her knees. Don't stress when life don't go according to plan, cause baby here comes your man. Here comes your man. Matt, it's a nice song. 
Uh, What's this stuff about the homeless man at the beginning? I don't get that. Mm. Um, did you not? Oh, did you not see the show? Isn't that in the show? Here comes your man. Um, the show because I thought it was a show a song about love, but the, the my opening routine oh, of course, is about how yeah. I'm murdering someone. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's what it's all about. That'll be in the Patreon, but um, well, we just take it at the end of the episode. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, a lot of people in that bit laughed at how I sang. So, uh, not in a good way. 